0: the podcast revolution network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support success and to raise new voices to our platform our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause for more information on supporting podcast revolution please visit podrev.org that's p-o-d-r-e-v.org thank you well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony says podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number two, four, one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of the S. Anthony says podcast. How are you doing? How are you doing? So, um, anything interesting happen in the country within the past few days? That have you know, you know, around the first sometime within the first uh, eight or Seven or eight days of the month, uh, of the month of November. Anything happen? Uh, any big stories? Any kind of interesting, uh, world-changing events happen? Uh, any kind of shockers or upsets happen that would affect the country for the next four years? Maybe even the world for the next four to maybe even eight years? Anything like that happen? Huh? Hmm? Huh? Yeah, there was elect- the election. Oh, the election happened. I really did it happen. And um, who was who was who was uh, who was running for president? What do you mean? Who was running for president? Oh, I, I mean, I, I've been here and I've been watching television and watching the internet and reading newspapers and everything. But I'm, I'm for some reason I I, I was not aware of who was running for president. What are you, what are you an idiot? I'm not an idiot. You must be an idiot. There's no way you could not know who's running for president. I really don't know. It was Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Oh, yes. Well, the last time I checked in, I was told that Hillary Clinton had it all wrapped up. I mean, it was a foregone conclusion. I'm sure she won, and that Trump guy is probably off someplace complaining, right? No, Donald Trump won. What the fuck? Who? <laughs> Man, for those of you that didn't see that coming, what the hell were you thinking? What do you mean you didn't see it coming? You should have seen it coming. I saw it coming. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm. It's really weird to watch what happens when something big like a presidential election happens. Sometimes this country takes on a wonderful tone and everybody's happy the same way people are happy in Christmas time, right? It's like that time period uh you know, halfway through December up until the twenty fifth, where everybody's in a good mood and everybody's hopeful and everybody feels great. There's always some jackasses that are mad about everything, but you know, usually, you know, in Christmas time there's some goodness going on. And then there are times when something bad happens and everybody's pissed off and everybody's upset and everybody's pissed off and upset and double upset and triple upset and all of that crap and that's what's happening right now. It's really weird to see what's happening with people. Because you could see it happening on Facebook. I have three thousand some odd people on my face, my personal Facebook page, and I had it open to the public, you know, because I, I I was cool, you know, I didn't care if somebody commented on my page if I said something that people thought was interesting or I shared an article or something that people thought was interesting. Cool. I was. It was kind of cool to via the via Facebook converse with people that I never met before, and some of them will become friends. Cool. But what started to happen was all of a sudden the page that I have, which was usually full with jokes. Funny videos, just friendly conversations with people, discussions, not arguments. All of a sudden... There was a bunch of people viciously fighting on my page, sometimes attacking me, not even knowing who I am or what my, quote, politics are or what my, quote, religion is. But they would attack and attack and attack and attack. And I could tell by their attacks they were just looking for somebody to fight with because I would always think if you had actually read my page or scroll down a couple of way a little bit on my page to find out who I am, you would know that the thing you're saying is not accurate. But they just wanted to pick a fight. And I'm not one of those people that shies away from a discussion or an argument if I think it's worth it. But if it's not worth it and a waste of my time, I won't waste my time with it. But I started seeing people really getting into these vicious bloodbaths on my page. And 80% of the time, it wasn't even somebody attacking me, per se. Because a lot of people that did attack me realize that I don't play that game. I will maintain my calm and I will be composed when I talk back to you. And it's almost like they're going, you're no fun. I called you the N-word. Or I implied that you were the N-word. I didn't actually say the N-word, but I implied N-word. And you didn't get upset and flustered and come back with vitriol. And you didn't curse me out. No, I'm an adult. Sorry. So they couldn't pick on me and they knew I don't give a crap about that stuff and I won't get it. I won't be involved in that. So they started to attack each other. It was almost as if they came to my house to fight. Right. You ever been in a you imagine you're throwing a party at your house, your house, your house house and you had some deck chairs and one was kind of in the way not even a big deck chair there's a whole bunch of other deck chairs but this one happened to be in the way you pick up the deck chair you move it over some place and you go I'm going to put this right here for a minute and you start to walk away and then you look back and an innocent deck chair that you just moved out of the way temporarily all of a sudden you see two dudes with their shirts off with butcher knives and hatchets and guns and RPGs facing each other and they're fighting over that chair that's not even their chair I'm going to sit in this chair you you piece of crap oh yeah well i'm gonna sit in this chair i don't care what you do i'll kill you no i'll kill you i'll kill you i'll kick your ass i'll kick your ass and then then all of a sudden the music from the 60s era star trek tv show comes on you know the music that would always come on when captain kirk was fighting somebody or anybody was fighting somebody maybe because they probably couldn't afford different fight music because because be honest it's not like they had the biggest budget you saw the special effects on that crap i know it was a show was before my time I know it came out In the 60s And I wasn't born yet I get it But come on man Even for that time Those were some Weak ass special effects And they probably Couldn't afford to find Any good music Different fighting music Or a bunch of Different types of Fighting music So they always use The same damn Fighting music No matter what <laughs> and there was these two jackasses a circling a chair a deck chair that doesn't even belong to them and you're looking at them and you're going are they really why are these guys why are there two dudes shirtless with hammers and butchered knives and rpgs and all of that crap pointing at each other saying i'll kill you over this chair i'll kill you over this chair don't they don't they don't they realize that that's my chair and i'm, I'm literally just going to walk over and take it and then and they, they, there's nothing they can do about it because it's my chair. Yeah, um, they're they're, bo- they're both idiots. Yeah, um, excuse me. Yeah, I'll kill you for that chair. Well, I'll kill you for the chair. Uh, guys, this is this is my chair. I don't care. I am already upset, and it doesn't matter why I'm upset. I now know and have directed all of my anger towards that guy, and I don't even know why, but it doesn't matter because I'm mad. Oh yeah, well I'm also mad, and I don't even know why we're fighting. We you guys were fighting over this chair. What chair? wow you two are idiots listen i'm gonna move my chair now because i don't want any blood on this chair i just sanded and stained it and i don't feel like getting any blood on it and, and anything like that but uh this rug is a is an indoor outdoor rug so if you guys stab each other to death and mutilate each other right here it's cool i can just take the hose out and hose off your uh your uh your blood and brain remnants and all of that crap um so if you, but do me a favor. If you guys decide to shoot at each other, could you aim in this in uh, east and west because the, the party guests are north and south of you? And I would want people that I, I that I actually like and I'm glad are here to actually be uh, be injured by you two jackasses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so is that okay? Yes, okay. I, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to I was going to shoot him. I was just going to stab him. Oh, okay. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to hit him with this hammer. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay. Well, then, I really got nothing to worry about. I'm going to go outside with this deck chair and, and hang out with the rational people, and uh, you two can bludgeon each other to death, okay? Okay. Uh, you know, and uh, whoever wins uh gets the last uh burger cuz I'm assuming, I'm assuming you guys are going to be sitting in here for a long period of time arguing and battling about nothing. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll save one hamburger. I would save two, but uh I have a feeling that one of you are not going to get out of this alive. So, uh, there'll be one hamburger for the winner, okay? And uh I'd um continue arguing and fighting over nothing in particular, okay? All right, bye-bye, rational person. Not a problem. <laughs> Jackasses. And that's what my Facebook page was like. <laughs> I mean, it was really that bad. People talking about each other's mother and you're not there and you should get out of the country and F you. Oh yeah, well you're there and you were were there. These are adults. I'm looking at the pictures. I'm reading the bios. I actually went and read the the, the bios of the people that were arguing on my page and these were highly intelligent, kind of, highly educated sometimes. Individuals, (coughs) excuse me, were fighting. And sometimes they forgot why they were fighting. I mean, when you go to your Facebook page and there's 75 replies, only one of them to you, and it's two people battling back and forth. I actually had friends of mine reply under the replies going, yo, S, what the fuck is this? And I'd reply, I don't know. And those guys didn't even realize we were ridiculing them. They were so focused in on each other. And that's what politics has become now. You just got to find somebody different than you to fight with and a lot of times the people don't even realize why they're fighting or they don't care. Now when I won, when I found out that the Donald Trump had won the presidency I didn't have the same type of feeling that everybody else had was I disappointed that my vote that I voted for someone who didn't win? Yeah, of course you are because you you vote because you know that this person can affect your life and if you vote for a particular person you're voting for You know, a particular direction, hopefully a direction that is beneficial to if you're a rational and compassionate person, beneficial to you and as many people as possible. And the other person would be obviously in a different path that you don't want to go. So you're 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 disappointed as I was. But then I remembered who Donald Trump actually is. And I remember that as a as a person who's middle aged now, I remember Donald Trump as someone who I found amusing on talk shows when I was a teenager. Okay, when he was back in the day, when I would see Donald Trump on TV, I just saw the rich guy from Atlantic City and New York and all of that crap, and I lived in Philadelphia then. And he'd come on TV and he'd brag about what he had and brag about who he was getting it on with. And he'd run around with the money. And in the back of your mind, you're going, hey, this guy's living a life. You didn't pay much attention. All you saw was a dude with money and hot women and lots of stuff. And he'd come on TV and he'd come on these talk shows. And sometimes the host would make fun of him a little bit and make fun of his hair. And he didn't give a crap. And, you know. And so he was somebody I found kind of amusing on television. I didn't know about some of the stuff that was going on up in New York because I wasn't going up in New York at that time. And then as I got a little older, I started realizing what was going on and I was like, okay, well, he's, you know, he's not necessarily the kind of person I would hang out with or would hang out with me, but. You know, I mean, he's different than me, and, you know, I I don't necessarily approve of some of the things he does, but, I mean, who cares? It's not my place to approve or disapprove of what somebody else does. Once again, I wasn't that familiar with him at the time. But when I look back on the things that I was, when I look back on what was going on back then, I realized, yeah, yeah, probably not somebody I want to be president of the United States. That's what I was thinking. And I'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about when I think in terms of what happened when I, when, you realize, when I realized that he was going to be president of the United States. Back then, like I said, back then, he amused me on television. And even if he was saying something I, was, I, did, I disagreed with or didn't like, I found him a little bit charming. So he was kind of to me like that uncle. Now, I don't know if Donald Trump drinks, and I'm not saying he's a drunk or anything like that. I'm just using this as an analogy, so understand that. You have that uncle that says outrageous things, but you still kind of like him. You know, you like him enough to inv- to invite him to your house when you have a party. And in this case, like with Donald Trump, you invite him into your house on television. So you, you feel comfortable with him there. I never turned the channel because Trump was on back then. Right. But that uncle in your house, he drinks. Right. He drinks. And usually what you do is, he's, oh, he's getting drunk and saying outrageous things again. Stop him. And you don't let him drive. You don't let him do anything. You, you keep an eye on him. He's still kind of charming, but you want to, okay, don't say that, uncle. Don't do that. That's not cool. Don't say that about her. No, 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 no. Don't hug the girl. Just sit down. Just leave her alone. She's, you know, you know she's not here for you to be hugging on her. And all. just sit down, leave her alone. And you know, the behavior is not what you needed to be or wanted to be. But you just, like, I can control it. I can control him. I mean, we'll discuss, we'll talk to him later on about how inappropriate what he was doing is, but right now, we'll just just move him into another room, and everything's cool. And then he comes around, and he's a little bit more tipsy, and he's visibly drunk, you know, slurring his words a little bit, you know, a little bit off balance. You know, you're not worried about him falling down the steps, but you know you could tell you don't want him to drive and now he's talking about I want to drive your kids back to your dad's house I wanna drive your kids home and he go, nah, 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 no Give me your keys. You're not driving the kids anyway. Come on, man. You're a little bit drunk. You're not driving the keys and you no nah, no nah, no. Nah, nah. Come on, sit down. I wanna drive the kids home. No, you can't drive the kids home. Just sit down. Come on, man. Stop, 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 stop. You're not taking it seriously. You're not taking him seriously. All right. You're not paying attention to this. You're not taking him seriously. And he keeps asking to drive the kids home, but ah, eh, sit down. Come on. Have you know, no no, you don't need another beer. Have a have a hot dog. Just sit down. Here, here, talk to your friends. You talk to your friends, okay? Everything. And that's what's going on in the house. And then he stops talking about the uh, driving the kids or you'd stop paying attention to him because you don't take him seriously. As you watch Donald Trump run through, up through, the rights, he's, he's, through the ranks, he's going with all these Republican governors and senators and all these professional politicians. And he's saying all outrageous things, throwing bombs in there. And sometimes it's actually amusing. A lot of times it's shocking. Sometimes it's amusing when he breaks the balls of somebody you didn't like in the first place. Little Marco, little Marco. <laughs> That's cute. I mean, I'm not a big fan of yours either, but it was kind of, you know, that guy needs to be taken out of peg. That's what a lot of people are thinking. So you don't take him seriously. Then all of a sudden it's down to, from 16 to 14 to 12 to 10 to 6 to 5 to 4 to 3 to 2... And then he's the nominee. And even then, you're not taking it really seriously. I want to drive the kids home. Come, No, 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 no. You, get, give me your keys. No, no, no. You're not driving the kids home. He's not going to do anything. Put his keys on the shelf. Don't worry about it. He ain't, ain't going to drive nobody. He ain't going to drive the kids home. And then you go about your day, and you're having your party, and you're bouncing around, and you're having a good yeah, celebrate good times. Come on. Do, 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 do. Hey, everybody. everybody have a great time at the barbecue. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let me go see what my kids are doing. And you go around and you can't find your kids. Now you're not really worried because they—they, you might—they might be oh, all yeah, upstairs. This is a big house that you're in. This is a house party, and all your family's there. And you, you know, you're know in the house somewhere. None of your family's going to let them walk out the house. They're not dumb kids. They're not going to go out of the house. But you want—you feel more comfortable if you know where they are. So now you're walking around the house. You're getting a little concerned. You're getting a little concerned, but you're not really concerned. But you're a little concerned because you can't see them right now. But you're not overly concerned. But you're a little concerned, but not too concerned. And now you're really concerned. Because not only have you not seen your kids, you haven't seen your drunk uncle. Where is he? Hmm. And then you walk by the shelf and you notice the keys to his car are not on the shelf. And now the car is gone. He he is gone. The keys are gone. And you can't find your kids. Oh, no the ride to your house is 15 minutes and you realize that if you if, if you put everything together they've been gone roughly seven minutes seven and a half minutes halfway through the trip too far away for you to really do anything now it's already too late they're in the car with drunk uncle heading to the house and oh no You should have been paying attention. You should have made sure you kept those keys in your pocket so his drunk ass couldn't get into the car and couldn't take your kids with him. Oh, no. Now, I've known people who've actually been in a situation similar to that, which is why I brought it up. You have the drunk friend. In this case, it was a drunk friend taking somebody's daughter home, you know. But in that particular scenario, everything worked out fine. They made it to the house. But the the daughter convinced the drunk friend, uncle, whatever. I'm not going to mention. If I get too uh, specific about the relationships and the sexes of the people, they will know who I'm talking about. So I'm not going to do that. But to say the drunk person... Uh, the, the 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 daughter convinced a drunk person to just have a nap on the couch, and then some of the people went to pick him up, and you know, and take him home, and then get his car the next day. But the daughter made it home safely, but it was scary. In my specific and scary scenario, where the kids are in the car with the uncle who's a little bit off, who's a little bit drunk, who's a little bit tipsy, who shouldn't be driving, seven minutes away from. From where you are now and seven minutes away from the house. If you get in the car and you follow them in the car, you're still not going to be able to catch them. They're too far away. Too far away. And as you're driving towards your house, you're hoping you don't see that car flipped over on the side. You're hoping you don't see an ambulance. You're hoping you don't see a, a, a pile up. You're hoping you don't see something horrible that you don't even want to mention. You don't even want to have that thought in your head. You're hoping you don't see that. You want to see that his car at the house. You don't even care if the car is up on the lawn. As long as when you walk up behind that car, you can see your kids waving safely from the room of your house. And that's how I felt. Right. That's how I felt. I don't know what this person's going to do in the White House. I have no idea what Donald Trump is going to do in the White House. I know I don't agree with him on many things. I get that. But I also know that sometimes even somebody you don't agree with, even somebody you really don't agree with, sometimes the reality of the situation hits them and it alters them a little bit. And even though they still do things you don't like, can't stand, maybe it'll change them a little bit. Because when I watched him sitting next to the president of the United States, Barack Obama, and he was shaking hands with him at their first meeting, he had a look on his face like, I just realized I'm about to become the president of the United States. This is not a building with my name on it. This is not a casino. Oh, no, 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 no. If I mess up on a casino, I can just do this particular thing and bankruptcy maybe or chapter 7, chapter Nine and a half, all this crap, I can do that crap and I can fix it and this, fix it and sell it and I can liquidate it and, but I can't do that as President of the United States because you already know as President of the United States, if you're in there, there's a very strong possibility some things you do are going to lead to a bunch of people getting killed, like if you start a war right? It's not the same as running the business. It's not the same as running the casino. It's not the same as saying you're fired on the television program. It's not the same thing. And you can see in his face that the reality of what's going on, what's about to happen, the responsibility that he's going to have. And if you were the kind of person that has the kind of ego that makes you a billionaire or the kind of person that kind of has, has the kind of ego that he has, where he has to be, everything is the best, the greatest, the top, the best, the best. Now you realize as a person off to the side, who's a billionaire who has a television program who has a brand even people that don't like it that much kind of find you amusing right people just kind of know you're there and they find you amusing now you realize someone who needs to be loved and respected and looked up to half the fucking country hates your guts the other half loves you but half hates you A lot of people around the world can't stand you. And you know for a fact that the people who are doing terrorist acts love the fact that you're president of the United States. They're going to use you as a recruiting tool. You're going to start seeing burning you, burning effigies of you around the world. It's not like running the business. It's not like campaigning when you're standing in a room full of people that already like you. Oh, no. Now you're the most powerful human being on the planet. You thought you had power to having some money. That's nothing compared to what you have now. You have nuclear codes now. You can make a phone call and make a whole continent disappear. Of course, if you make a continent disappear, everyone disappears because people aren't going to not fire nuclear weapons back. You can tweet some shit about somebody who says something to you on Saturday Night Live, but you can't do that to another head of state. Oh, no, it's a little bit different now. And I could see all of that on his face. Now, this is not a thing to bash the guy. I'm just telling you how I felt at the time, you know. And I think that in many, many cases, I wish that people in this country would make would take it more seriously. Who they put there, right? Because a lot of times you'll see a really, really good, cool, great, awesome person who doesn't quite look the part but has all the tools, and we poo poo, ah, 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 your hair, Swanny, get out of here. You went, yeah! Nap, 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 get out. He's not the kind of guy that I want to have a beer with, right? And there's some people that don't even want a woman for president. I wasn't one of them because I voted for one, right? You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't really thrilled with either one of the candidates, to be honest with you. But I'll tell you the truth. I'm curious what this ride to the house with the kids in the car is going to look like. I'm hoping as the rest of them, as Americans, when we pull up in front of our house. The car that was carrying our kids. Is neatly parked in front of the house. Like I said, you look up in the kids' room, the white, light, the lights on, and they're waving to you. And the person that drives them home says, Hey, what's going on? It was a nice safe drive here. Yeah, I know you were probably a little worried and everything like that, but it was it was okay. That's what we're hoping for. Because <laughs> like I said, You don't want to pull up and see that car flipped over, you know, and right now we're in the car heading home and very, very soon we're going to find out how the trip went. And even though I didn't vote for this cat, I am really, really, really hoping for the best. We really need the best to happen. We really, really do. <sighs> Segment over. All right, guys, I want to talk to you about something. And I'm starting to feel like an old guy because now, uh, like, young comics that I know they will call me up and they'll start off with some bullshit. Like, hey, how's it going? It's Anthony. Hey. And I think they're just calling his friends. And, and part of it is that. But then I hear a little bit of the brain picking, which is fine. You know, I picked the brains of older performers when I was younger also. But then I notice what's happening and I could see them starting to make the same mistakes that I used to make. And I made a huge mistake the first time I was out in L.A. I didn't pay attention. I didn't I didn't scout out what I was doing. I just thought being good enough was good enough and being good enough is never just good enough. It isn't. Right, you go on a showcase, and, I, and for those of you that don't know anything about uh, stand-up comedy, a lot of times when you go to the big city, to the New York and Los Angeles or something, they'll have a showcase night or a talent night. That is not the normal talent night where you're just going on stage and performing. They'll bring in bookers from TV and movies or talent agencies and stuff like that, or, or late night TV bookers, and they'll sit them in the audience and they'll sit there with their notepads or whatever. And then you'll go on stage and do their thing and they'll evaluate you and decide whether or not they can put you on some show or whether they have a sitcom waiting for you. Or if you're a wacky character or a wacky neighbor, if you're the angry guy or the tall guy or the good looking lady or the good looking guy or the muscular lady or the muscular guy or the guy in a karate outfit. They just want to see what the deal is. And the thing is, just like anything else, you got to realize when you're auditioning, even if you're auditioning on a date, the whole idea is to make the decision as easy as possible for the person you're talking, for the person you're auditioning for, right? You'll see guys go out on, with the, with, on a date And instead of just being a nice guy and getting to know the lady, all of a sudden they start doing all sorts of dumb crap like throwing their, like accidentally dropping their Mercedes keys on the table, like she's never seen that before, you know. Trying to, you know, all of a sudden you start speaking French to the to the person at the restaurant, and you're at a fucking Arby's. Honey, you want a roast beef sandwich? Yes. And then then your date's going, Can we just get these roast beef? Why is this guy speaking French at Arby's? What a jackass. (laughs) right because you're doing too damn much just be funny and charming and cute right if she wants you to speak french at another time then you can roll it out just be funny charming and cute and in the case of what i was doing in, in show business i wanted to make sure that i let everybody that when i was doing showcases know that i could do every style of comedy intellectual comedy zany comedy physical comedy this type of comedy this i could do all of that stuff and i made it a point that in my short set when i was doing all these showcases when i had all these people that could help me out in my career i go on stage the audiences was going crazy the audiences were clapping i got some standing ovations i got people chanting my name even though they only heard my name when i was introduced all of these great things were happening and i'm wondering why i was not picked for the big things i get picked for some crap but not the big crap nobody built a sitcom around my punk ass i wasn't starring in any movies and i was getting big laughs what the hell is going on and i was frustrated and i didn't pay attention to what the people who were picked were doing i didn't have to copy anybody else but i had to watch what was working And what I was doing was working for the audience. They laughed their asses off, but it wasn't working for the people. In fact, the people that were doing the picking, the talent agencies, they were laughing and clapping and they were laughing and clapping and clapping and laughing and laughing and clapping and lions and tigers and bears on my and lions and tigers and bears on my, but I didn't get shit. Not the good shit, some shit, but not the big shit. Why? I noticed that the people who got picked did one thing. They stepped on the stage. They did that thing that they do. They did it as well as can possibly be done. They didn't deviate from that. They didn't try to showcase all the crap they could do. They did one thing. It was always some big fat guy who had on a, a hat that was like you know like a Ralph Cramden from the Honeymooners type thing and he'd be the loud guy he'd be the loud fat guy with the thing on and he'd get picked up immediately there was a nerdy guy who walked on stage dressed all nerdy and he did all nerd guy jokes there was the, the black guy who went on stage and said white people do this and black people do that and they picked that there was a lady that went on stage and she just did these super duper intellectual jokes and she got picked now these are this is not one showcase this is the showcases over the course of an extended period of time you know there was a super hot woman the super hot guy but this da dip da dap da all of that crap was going on and i'm going i'm getting these laughs the audiences are standing up the audience are chanting but they're not picking me and i know why i made a classic kid mistake you have to just like on a date Everything is sales, my friend. Just like on the date, you got to make it as easy as possible for the other person to make a decision. And it didn't hit me until I had to work a sales job. And I wanted to show all these people when they came into where I was selling my stuff, I wanted to show how much I knew about the product. Well, a double, triple, and this has a quadruple thing. But you better not know about that. But a quadruple, double, and triple, double, and all of that crap. And in 1965 was invented, and then the, the lineage of the, the, and then now it's this way, and what it, well, it was that way. But if you compare it that way to this way, this way is better than that way. That's what I sounded like. They didn't want to hear that crap. They just want to know if it worked and how much it cost. And I was talking myself out of sales because I was trying to do too damned much. It's amazing. You do too much (laughs) and it doesn't work out for you. Now, people will complain that you're going to get typecast. Yeah, but if you notice, if you take that word and chop it in half, what's the second half of that? Cast, which means you're getting Hired, which means you're getting funds in your bank account, you bastards. And I didn't realize that I was so busy trying to show off all this. I can do this and this and this. And I've been on dates. Like I just talked about the Arby thing. Where I this, that, this, that, this, that, trying to impress the lady. And at first she's thinking you're cute and charming. And then she thinks you're a douchebag because you won't shut the hell up. I've been that guy too. I, of course, am no longer that guy. Now, in my case, what I decided to do um, was to just kind of filter down the best of what I do into stand-up and and then I started to do this thing here and I felt I'm like, if I'm going to do a whole lot of wacky stuff, I could do whatever the hell I want on a podcast. A podcast is mine. I own the shit. You know everything is written by me and performed by me. so that's the one place where I can do whatever the hell I want to. But even then, it's still podcasty, <laughs> right? And then in the stand-up, that's stand-upy. Sometimes you just got to do one thing well, and that's why those people got picked. And at, at the time, that's why I wasn't getting picked. And you, you, if you really think about it, it makes logical sense to sometimes just hammer down on the one thing you do well and then wait until you get in securely, wait until you're in the game, wait until you got the job, wait until you got some power to show off all the other stuff you can do. Think about it. You go into the hospital, and your grandmas have an open heart surgery, and Dr. Johnny Hartman shows up, I couldn't, I'm not good at thinking up names, shut up, Dr. Johnny Hartman shows up, and he's the best heart guy, and he comes in this, everybody, I'm going to now do double and triple, quadruple, quadruple, double, quadruple, quadruple, quintuple, but bypass with triple bypass and more bypasses, and I'm going to bypass the bypass and all of that crap, and I'm putting triple bypass and all of that crap, and that's what's going to happen, and your, your grandmas go going to be fine. Thank you, doctor. Yeah, you know, this is what I do. You know, I'm really dedicated. Haha. <laughs> well, I got to go now. Her, her surgery is tomorrow. And I'm going to get in there and give her the double bypass and triple bypass and quadruple bypass and 10 bypasses and double bypass and triple pass and all of that crap. That's what's going to happen. Thanks, doc. All righty. Ha <laughs> ha. And you're sitting there and you're going, Grandma, you're going to be fine. He's the best. I mean, he's going to go inside for your chest, do a triple bypass. I heard what he said, honey. It was confusing enough when he said it. It actually sounded like he was rambling the way S. Anthony Thomas does on his podcast. Grandma, let's not talk about the fantastic S. Anthony Says podcast. <laughs> we'll be listening to his genius on the, in the car on the way home before, and also on the way to the surgery when we're coming back to see how you're doing on surgery. we listen to his double genius podcast, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I can plug my own show on my own show. Shut up. And so anyway, honey, it's okay this it's, it's, it's going to be all right and you leave and oh something happened your car's having problems oh crap Damn it! what's going on? We ran over something. Oh, we better take this car to the mechanic. This car is, I want to make sure that I just got this car, Damn it! And we're going to, let's just take it to the dealership. I know it's going to cost a little more going to the dealership, but that's okay. I want this car fixed. I don't think it's a big problem. We'll get it fixed because I want to be able to be there tomorrow when grandma comes out of surgery. I want to be there. She might not even know we're there, but she might know we're there. And I want to be there, Damn it! because I love grandma. So let's get this. Car fixing, and you take your car, you go into the dealership, and the guy goes, Okay, people with the car, we're gonna fix the car. And like that double, okay, what is it? What you do? We ran over something. Oh, don't me jacking up. Oh, yeah, you just need a quadruple, triple, quadruple, double. And we know a guy, there's a oh, our guy, our guy's the greatest, he can fix that. You'll, you'll be on the road in a couple hours. Oh, that's fantastic. And the guy comes out to fix your car, and it's the doctor, yeah, that's right, it's the heart surgeon. You're going uh dr hartman yeah that's right yeah um what are you doing i'm about to fix your car Uh, don't you have surgery on grandma like, like early tomorrow yes i do that's why I better get working on this engine. I don't want to lose any sleep and then fall asleep and you, and you <laughs> make a couple of mistakes in your grandma's chest and kill her. <laughs> okay, you guys wait outside. i got to fix the double, triple, and quadruple, double, and double, quadrupled inside your engineer, okay? Okay, get out of here. And you're standing there going, what the fuck is Wait a second. Shouldn't he be reading some books and... You know, getting some rest or mapping out the heart and all of that crap before the surgery. Why the hell is this guy? This guy. Well, maybe he knows what he's doing. I. I, I, Maybe he knows what he's doing. That would make you uncomfortable, wouldn't it? Don't you want him to stick to heart surgery? Don't you want him to concentrate on that? Don't you want him to do that? If you knew that he was also a mechanic on the side, would you hire him? Or would you go, nah, I just want somebody that does heart surgery? Of course. You'd go, forget the cars, jackass. Stick to heart surgery. Well grandma's fine now as it turns out not a problem your cars were working and grandma's fine that's not a problem you're going to have a celebration she's on the way home now after healing up and now you're going to have it and you call up the bakery and you say i would like some cupcakes that say happy heart surgery grandma and I'd like them delivered and all of that crap because we want to surprise her and we want a guy to come in and was, you know, we want a guy to have one of those suits you know and he tap dances and sings a song and says happy heart surgery grandma then we open up the cupcakes we all have cupcakes and ice cream and all of that crap which is going to be great well it will be a certain amount of money I'll have the, I have that amount of money well we'll take that money plus tax plus the money all right fantastic and we'll bring it over and you have the thing and grandma's all great and everybody's doing the thing and you see the baker truck pull up outside you're like haha, and you see a guy getting out with a tap dancing outfit on that's great and a guy comes in and puts down the wooden floor on your floor and he starts tap dance and we're so happy that you had heart surgery (laughs) and he takes his mask off and it's the guy daggone heart surgeon and they're going, what the hell are you doing? Well, I don't just do heart surgery. I do heart surgery. I fix cars. And I tap dance with cupcakes at people's houses. <laughs> you know what I mean? you go, What the hell is wrong with you, doc? Well, I don't know. I'm really, really good at a lot of things. Now, if you knew this doctor not only fixed cars, but he also tap danced and brought cupcakes to people's houses after surgery. Would you hire his ass? No. You'd go, hey, man, you're spending a little too much time tap dancing with cupcakes and fixing cars. You should focus in on the damn heart surgery, jackass. And he goes, hey, you got, did you like the cupcakes? Yeah, the cupcakes were great. Fantastic. Is your car working? For it? it was working better than when I got it. Okay. How about grandma? She's in great shape. Well, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? And that's kind of where I was. You know, I was able to do heart surgery, metaphorically speaking. I was able to fix the cars, metaphorically speaking. I was able to tap dance with the cupcakes, metaphorically speaking. But I shouldn't have been doing it in front of people, right? I should have just stuck with the one thing that I know they know I was good at. And that was the mistake I made, you know. But wouldn't that be kind of weird if you actually saw that? I mean, I mean, just and and sometimes you find out people are doing things in addition to their main thing. And it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. You know, I remember seeing a guy was he was. He was like a like 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 a I forgot. He worked in a church, and he was like and everybody. He was he was always saying Jesus, mm-hmm, take the wheel. Jesus, mm-hmm, take the wheel. And like okay, Grady sings in church. Jesus, take the wheel. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Right. Then you go to the nightclub, and there's a guy who won't leave. Right. And he's running around threatening people. I kick out. Do this. Not there. And then you see this guy come and grab him by the throat give him the Scott Steiner belly-to-belly suplex, drop, get in a running position, run him at a high rate of speed, jump in the air, get ho- get horizontal and drop, kick his punk ass out down the steps and then take him in the alley and kick the crap out of him. And you're going, man, I don't want to see this vicious beating going on back there. I cannot see this vicious beating. I mean, I can, it even sounds bad. And then the guy says, that'll teach you for, for, for being an idiot in this bar, damn it. And one last thing, Jesus take the wheel. Wait a second, is that the Jesus take the wheel guy? And you walk out there and you see the dude that was handing you the collection plate at church singing Jesus take the wheel. But on Saturday nights, he wheel kicks people in the face. He sings about Jesus taking the wheel on Sunday, but wheel kicks you in the face on Saturday night. And you don't put those two things together, do ya? And you didn't put those two things together because the guy was smart enough until tonight. You was smart enough until tonight. Smart enough until tonight to keep those two things separately. Right? Do you think the people at the church would go? Hey, would you mind coming to the church singing "Jesus Take the Wheel" after you finish viciously beating people in alleys after at, at nightclubs? No problem. Now I'm going to be a little late this Sunday because I have to reset my hand because when I was beating this guy in the head with a shovel, the shovel kind of the sh- the handle broke and it kind of fractured my wrist a little bit uh you know the guy was going to call the cops and say he was going to testify against me but i went over to his house with a picture of his family on, in, a, in the park and let him know that un, under un, that he probably shouldn't testify uh and then he said oh, i'm so scared man i will testify and i said you better not testify damn it you better you better not even think about testifying because if you testify you know what's gonna happen you're gonna be taking the wheel i'm gonna be taking the wheel. and guess who you're gonna be taking the wheel with who jesus jesus take the wheel jesus Ah, that's right." you know now this guy should just stick to one thing right either go in church and talk about Jesus taking the wheel or leave the church alone and do what he's supposed to be doing fucking people up severely behind nightclubs when they don't pay their tabs or leave when they're supposed to right so we go back to the beginning of this segment when the young comic called me up and he asked me what he should do because he was having the same problem I was having back then. And I said, Dude, make it as easy as possible for these people to pick you. Okay? You're a pretty boy. You know, and I know all about being a pretty boy. And then he laughed. And then I said, "Okay, that was kind of hurtful that you that you laugh." And he goes, "Dude, you ain't no pretty boy." And I said, "You know what you need to do?" And he said, "What?" I said, "Why don't you come on over and we'll discuss this in person?" Because there's no reason. I mean, we'll have a nice lunch. And then he came over, and I opened the door, and I said, "Could you stand right there?" And he goes, "Okay." And I backed up about a hundred feet. I got into the running position. I ran at him at a high rate of speed. I jumped into the air until I was horizontal, and I hit him in the chest with my two size twelve feet, aka I. I drop kicked his punk ass for laughing trying to help you out if I say I'm a pretty boy and I got information that you need damn it you need to shut your punk ass mouth up and just go along with the delusion of me saying that crap and then say yeah you're really handsome ass and I'll go exactly but now all of a sudden you're gonna have to you laugh when I say that I was also a pretty boy and what do you wind up with you wind up with not get me information and you wind up with a 240 pound man drop kicking you down the steps because that how heavy i was then in fact i wish i had a was a little heavier so i could drop kick his punk ass further because i was pretty and if they wait a second wait ho! Oh, 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 podcast audience sass bastards i can hear some of you laughing i know what you're thinking we saw your picture you're not that bad but you were never a pretty boy well let me tell you something no matter what country you're listening to me now f you yes i was in fact i'm cute now you bastards i digress so what i'm saying is (laughs) what i'm saying is sometimes we always we want to show off all the stuff we can do you know we may have a whole lot of talents you know maybe we're you want to show off as somebody that we're dating but it's sometimes you just got to calm down you know if you're on stage like i told this guy when he woke up from the drop kicking i said all you got to do is just find one thing you're good at focus on that Get into the game, get hired, and then once you're securely in, then slowly bring out these other abilities and they'll think, hey, this guy's pretty great. And you'll still get to showcase all the stuff you're really good at, which is what I'm doing now. I'm slowly rolling out abilities that I knew I had, that other people didn't know I have, and hopefully it'll turn into something special. You know, with the dating, it's the same thing. Just be charming and nice, and he or she will find you charming and nice, okay? You don't want to show up in the Batman outfit with your balls hanging out. You save that for later. Ladies, it's a little different for you. If you come out there with the Batman outfit with your butt cheeks hanging out, it will not scare the dude away because you're a woman and be. it's kind of hard to scare us away when we see your butt cheeks. So it's a little different for you. But but don't be clingy and needy because dudes hate that crap. All right. But but just you you, 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 you hide your, your psychosis until you got the bastard. That's what you do. You be nice and normal and then you'll find out that you're a crazy lady or that you're a crazy bastard later on. Keep it simple. You know. So what I'm saying, folks, is listen keep it simple be the master of something and not a jack of all trades because it ain't gonna work out for you if you try that crap you bastards right of course i'm right when on i right, you bastards (laughs) much love to you be a master of one trade and then later on do all that other crap you're good at you know just do the heart surgery don't be a mechanic, or be a mechanic and don't do the heart surgery. I would say just dance with cupcakes, but that's not a really a good position to be in. You know, I mean, if you have a, if you're a doctor, that's a good, good job. That's a good job. If you're a mechanic, that's a good job. But you know, the, the last job that the doctor did, the dancing with the cupcakes, you know, that's the kind of thing you do as a hobby. You know, when you realize you're not that good of a singer or that good of a dancer, but you're a good enough singer and dancer to entertain people when they're going to wait for your song to end and your tap dance to end so they can get the cupcakes. You know, they're going to give you a little polite applause. Hey, that was pretty good for a doctor who's a mechanic. There was some pretty halfway decent cupcake dancing, you know, you know, because, you, you know, you want to insult the guy because, you know, he's he's going to do the follow up care on your grandma. You don't want to be. You know, have to go and clean up some stitches and go. Oh, so they ain't like my damn cupcake dancing. Well, let's see how much they like when they when I when, when I don't when I don't sew this chest back up the right way. Let's see how they don't like that. You know, because then the guy could also be. I mean, like I said, he's also your mechanic. You oh, you don't like that, huh? And let's see how much you like when all, all of a sudden some of this brake brake fluid leaks out. Let's see how much you like that. So well, what I'm saying is, you know, just you, you got okay. I digress. <laughs> Segment over. Okay, Okay. Something really weird happened to me today, and I was at a store, and it was one of those. This is one of those discount stores with the word dollar in the name, but it's not a store that actually has products that cost a dollar. But it has dollar in the name because it thinks we're stupid, and you know it sells everything. And I walk by the freezer. I'm going in there because because I'm going to watch the UFC. uh, The UFC is tonight. I'm going to be watching the UFC and Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live and UFC and David Chappelle. I'm going to be doing both back and forth and, of course, pissing off other people. But who cares? It's not their house. Shut the fuck up, people. I like both of these things, man. And uh, and actually, we'll just have them on different television sets. And um, so I'm going to get I just wanted to get some chips and salsa, you know, so when I can watch the fights, I can sit down and watch people whip each other's ass and then eat the chips and salsa and dig it. And I was going to get chips and salsa, and chips and salsa aren't a bad thing, especially when you're like me, you're trying to get back in shape, and you're doing good, you're losing weight, you're starting to feel a little muscle action going on there, you know, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you start seeing, you know, girls go, you're losing weight, and I'm going, as a matter of fact, I am losing weight. Uh-huh. She goes, you didn't lose that much weight yet, I'm just saying you're looking better, I'm not saying that you, we, you're actually, I'm actually going to bang the crap out of you, but maybe nine months from now, if I'm, if I'm still single, and you are not such a fat bastard, I'll give you some delicious buttocks, and I'll go, well, I hope that's the case and she goes you do realize there's absolutely no chance i'll be available right i know but i really wish you hadn't said that because i was going to use that to beat up build up my ego <laughs> anyway so i'm walking down the aisle i just want to get some chips and salsa that's all i want damn it and the back and the, there's a wall you know you go into a store and there's a wall of those freezers and refrigerators where they have all that crap in there that if there's, there's literally nothing in that freezer that in any way is actual food or is healthy in any way. In any way, even the stuff in there that has the word healthy in it is not healthy. It's healthier than the other stuff that's completely not healthy. It's like, hey, Remember that time you decided you you were trying to hide away from that bookie when you made all those bets and you didn't have the money because you thought you had a sure thing, but now he wants the money? Well, if you go into this freezer right now, the guy that's going to beat you down, he's not going to be 6'8". 350 pounds he's gonna be six 320 pounds haha <laughs> it's much better to have a guy a little bit smaller beat you beat you into a bloody pulp every week until you come up with the money right no it's the same thing damn it so I'm walking by and I'm trying not to look at this crap because I've just gotten to the point where I'm starting to enjoy the taste of real healthy food again. oh yeah, healthy choices again healthy choices are all are, are, are starting to become my first choice when it comes to things that I'm going to eat. It's becoming my first choice. I actually went to a place and sold super duper junk food and as everyone else was pushing crap down their throat, I had a spinach salad oh yeah, and I had a club soda, oh yeah, and they were eating that crap, and I had my uh, spinach salad, and I even actually enjoyed the taste of the spinach, and all of that crap, and the healthy salad dressing, and a healthy portion of the healthy salad dressing, and I was only slightly envious of the food that they were eating, instead of looking at them and wanting to drop kick their punk asses off of the table. I was like, oh man, I'm turning a corner. This is great. I'm starting to make healthy choices and think like healthy choices are awesome and to love the taste. And then all of a sudden I was in the store with the word dollar in the name. Oh no. And I walked by and I saw Hershey, those Hershey pies, right? They were just the slices of the Hershey pies, just the slices, not the whole pie, just the slices. And they were only a dollar. Oh, no. I figured, oh, I'll take one. It's a dollar, and it's just one slice. But there were five slices behind that slice. I said, hey, buddy, you wouldn't want to just leave us here, would you? I mean, this is a great place, but you know how these dollar stores are? You grab one of us, you eat one of us, maybe you want to have another one of us, and then all of a sudden you'll find out you'll come back to get another one of us, and we won't be here. Why don't you just buy all six of us? Put us in your freezer, right? Right? If you check the expiration date, we're good for another three, four months. F- four months to have five or six of us, not a problem, right? Not a problem. In fact, just have four of us and give two away to friends. Yeah. And I looked at the pie, and I could see the pies were laughing like, <laughs> the second eats one of us, we're all in his gut, the fat bastard. And I said, I heard that, you little punk-ass bastard. <sighs> So I put all six of them in the cart. <laughs> don't judge me. Shut up. And I'm feeling like a bomb bastard. I'm going, oh, God, I know there's a good chance I'm going to eat at least two of these things, but it's just going to be two. This will be my cheat day. And what is that? then I looked over and there was some, It was some, uh, those little pizzas, those French bread pizzas were waving at me. Hey, man, don't forget about us, man. Right? And you, chips and salsa. We're we, we good at chips and salsa, man. Chips and salsa is the kind of thing you eat while you have us in the microwave oven, man. Right? And then after the fight, after everybody's been kicked out, you have the pie. I mean, what is wrong, man? Get a soda. get the, And all of these foods started ganging up on me. All of them started to try and entice me, try to make me buy them, try to make me buy them. And I knew I shouldn't have been buying the crap in the first place. The pies were sitting in my cart looking up at me with that little punk ass faces laughing because they figured they got me they got me and the french bed pizza opened up the case and jumped into the cart by itself okay that didn't happen i opened up the case and took it out and put it in the cart shut up don't judge me you bastards and a soda oh yeah so now i got boxes of french bread pizzas a bunch of those pie slices of soda and i'm heading up to the counter and i'm heading up to the counter and i'm heading up to the counter and i walked by the mirror and i noticed my pants were a little bit baggy hmm. i bought these pants when i was heavier and I was kind of bad. I felt kind of bad buying these pants because they were a size that I didn't want to wear. And now they're baggy. Mm. i not just looking as good as I'm going to look, but I look a lot better than I did before. The hard work is starting to pay off. Mm. And that's what I was thinking. And I could hear the pies and the stupid French bread pizzas and the sodas going, oh, crap. Don't you realize you can't have a mirror by this fool because if we have a fat guy walking by and he realizes he's not really a fat guy anymore, he's just an overweight guy, he'll start feeling good about himself and won't eat us. And I looked down at the carton and went, yeah, you're damn right, you bastards. That's exactly what happens. So I started walking backwards and the pies were begging me, please no eaters, 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 eaters. And I went, shut up, punks. And the French bread pizza went, I said, shut up, French bread. I don't even like you that much. The pies I love, you I kind of just liking. Soda, F you. I got green tea at home. I put the soda back, I put the French bread pizzas back into the damn thing. And just to spite them, I put them back in upside down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I took those pies and I put them back in one at a time. I could have put them back in all at a time. I could have, my hands are big enough to pick up all six of those pie slices and put them in one at a time. But I wanted to see their anguish when they realized they went too far. If just two of them had gotten into the cart, they may have actually gotten into my house and maybe even into my stomach. But they got greedy and I knew what they were doing. And I put them all back. And just to spite him, I didn't even put them back in the pie section. I put them off to the side with the eggs. Yeah, that's right. Nobody's going to notice you back here with the eggs. I hope you don't. <laughs> Deal with it, punk. And then I got my chips and salsa. And I put them in the thing and I went up to the counter and I paid for my chips and salsa. Then I got into the mighty Toyota Camry, came home and recorded this podcast. I just wanted to let you know that I was talking about trying to shrink my buttocks. And I know there's some of you out there trying to shrink your buttocks. And I know those foods are calling your punk ass. I know those foods are trying to knock you off track. I know those foods are trying to get to you. Trying to make you fall off track. Trying to make you fall back to where you were. But do what I do. Do what I did. And tell those foods to kiss your black ass. Unless you're not black. Because then you would say, "Kiss my black ass," and the foods would go. But you, you're not black, and then you would go, "Well, I, well, my your ass is white." And I go, well, "Well, kiss my white ass, or whatever color your ass is. Tell the foods to kiss it. But don't let those foods beat you. <laughs> right now, they're probably in that refrigerator crying, but I ain't crying. I'm shrinking. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I won. Segment over. Well, folks, well, folks, how you doing? How were you doing? Did you enjoy the show? Of course we enjoyed the show. The show's incredible. Oh, thank you, random people around the country and the world. Thank you very much. This has been episode number 241 of the As Anthony Says Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for coming back every week. Thank you for the response to last week's episode uh here's the social media for me i am on twitter my personal twitter is at s. anthony thomas the show's twitter is at, at, uh, at s anthony says uh instagram is of course s anthony thomas uh the show actually has its own website s i of course i'm on the podcast revolution network itunes stitcher tune in radio google play store i'm everywhere baby like oxygen and i want to thank you for being everywhere with me much love to you you were the coolest bastards on the planet you've been very very nice to me thank you for the kind words that you sent to me at this email address talk to us Anthony, at gmail.com thank you for everything i really really mean that my friends i will see you again next week and I think you probably know that because I've been seeing you begin every next week for the past three years. But you get the point. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Much love to every last one of you. And it doesn't matter to me where you hear me, my friends. It doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to me on your car, whether you're riding a lawnmower, whether you're on the tre- treadmill. You're long as you got me in your ears, in your hearts, in your minds, I got love for you. Thank you very much. And I'm going to say goodbye to you. Way I always say goodbye to you, and I want you to say it with me on the count of three. Ready? Cool. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Go!